Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You're here with me, Daniel. And Aaron. We've got yet another group preview for you. We've got Group F. Aaron, bit of a juicy one for some picks. Obviously, it was one that we uh, pointed out straight away. I don't know why I said we like the way there. Uh, must be drunk. Drunk on the potential of Karen Benzema points quite clearly. Uh, have Has your opinion changed on this group at all or is it still just the same? I think the biggest struggle with this group, when, I mean, once, uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Real Madrid, unreal. I mean, it got ruined to me a little bit in the chat uh, of the live stream. People talking about Benzema in like the first few minutes and I was like, ah, I've not seen the groups yet, please. Like, but then yeah. when I saw when you read out the group, I was like, "This makes sense." Um, so Benzema is the new Lewandowski, who. Um, so you're not going to have him then. He's he's what I forgot what Micah Richard said. I was going to quote him, but isn't he? Uh, he said he's, he's he's now level with Harry Kane. Harry Kane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only that year that he realized he's a good player. Yeah, oh. gets um, gets paid, gets paid to do that. People say he's a good pundit because he laughs just, a lot. Yeah, it's just because he laughs. Anyways, I, I we digress. Real Madrid. I think it's going to be just a struggle on how, like, which assets to choose out of their starting eleven because I think all of them have the potential to feast. So I think that's going to be the biggest uh, difference between them, between people in high ranks and low ranks. I don't think Benzema is going to be the difference. I think. The majority of people have him. It's who they have with Benzema is going to be the the difference, and maybe who assists them and stuff. And and can you fit Vinicius Junior into your team as well and still have a good team? So that's going to be, I think, the biggest sway in ranks. So we'll start with Real Madrid. They are the top seeds in the group. They've had a bit of a merry-go-round in the transfer window. They've gotten rid of Isco, Casemiro, finally got rid of Jovic on a free, uh, and Gareth Bale. So they clearly had some dead wood, and they brought in the, a few players, but the main ones are Rudiger and Tukameni. Aaron, do you want to go through Real Madrid? Who do yes. we need to bring in alongside Benzema? Love the little uh, lisp there. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I think the biggest ones that a lot of people like I've seen a lot of people in I think we fall trap into this every year is Alaba. Um like I think there's better defenders like Rudiger that like I mentioned in one of the previous episodes, his just mazy attack and run that he can just go on. He's just so attacking. And when we look at kind of the Real Madrid team, there's still some nicely priced options. Uh, the fact that Lucas Vasquez, 5 million defender, I think that's a pretty... I mean, if we get a lineup and he's playing right wing instead of Valverde, it's a really good shout. The fact that the majority of their defenders is 5.5 uh, is quite nice, especially if you can't fit in some of these 6 million plus wing backs because... Militao, he was the second highest goal scoring defend uh, point scoring defender last season, sixty points. Obviously, you've got Courtois, but all the defenders are cheaper. They have a higher potential of points. I'd probably go for defenders. 
Mendy and Alaba are six. So again, that backs up. Don't go Alaba, even though he did score a free kick. Um, he, he rarely, he probably does that once a season. That's probably it. He's met that quarter. Um, so Militao is actually, a, a, or Rudiger is the shout for me personally um, in terms of who to get for defence. But Valverde has been playing on the right wing as a 6.5 midfielder. I think it's a 5.5 midfielder, I think. No, 6.5. Is he? I've got it written down 5.5. Yeah, 6.5. And I think the biggest thing as well is that, uh, and I mentioned this in one of the, um, I mean, Valverde is a good shout. He got the assist for the, uh, was it the Champions League winning goal? Vinicius Junior. Yeah, he did. Um, and he always, always tracks back, uh, especially when, I mean, I don't think he'll have an issue with that this year, um, but when it gets to the knockout stages and players like Cancelo start to attack, uh, like they've got wing-backs, Valverde can pick up a good few ball recoveries there. My biggest one as well that I'm paying attention to is who fills in the role of Casemiro because I mentioned on the weekly updates that Casemiro was often the more, had the highest ball recovery points, which is often why he was the highest, uh, the highest priced CDM. But I was, I was gutted when he got transferred, to be honest, and he was out of this game, because when he was 5.5, I was like, yes, get in. But, <laughs> but the two possible replacements, Kamavinga, who can also be very good at attacking, and Tuchimeni, above 6 million, so that is, in, in comparison to the rest of the uh, defensive midfielders, they're actually quite priced in the middle. Uh, and so they both become really interesting options if we have kind of an idea on who Ancelotti prefers in that defensive role. But obviously the top two picks, Vinicius Jr., Benzema, priced correctly because um, they are both just phenomenal, as proved on the weekend. Yeah. So just to talk through what Ancelotti's been going for with his formation and team, obviously 4-3-3, pretty standard for Madrid. Couture's the goalkeeper. Carvajal and Vasquez have rotated at right back. Vasquez has had two games. Carvajal's had one. Vasquez has got a goal from there. Centre-backs have rotated. So Rudiger's played two. Militao's played two. Nacho's played one. Alaba's played one in the middle. He's came on for Mendy at left-back. He started one at left-back. Mendy starting two at left back. So there's massive rotation in defence. I think after the next game, we'll have a more clear idea of who he favours in those positions. I'd stay away from the right backs, just stay away from them. Uh, and then uh, for once, I think um, Alaba's probably the best pick in defence because he can play because he can play left back or centre back. And I think Ancelotti wants to play him. And at left back, he's still I still think he's class. I, it's centre backs. I've always had issues with him. And I mean, we've seen him in some big games. I know lots of people maybe perhaps didn't agree with us. And then I think they watched him in that first game against Man City and he was absolutely dire for 45 minutes. Like, well, he's not a centre back. Um in midfield, Tukameni's the only one that's played all three games so far in that holding role. So for six million, I already feel like he would be the one to go to for the ball recoveries. 
Kamavinga's played two, Modric has played two, Kroos has played two. Modric, however, does have a goal and assist in those games. Took him any has got an assist. So Modric for seven million, I still think I prefer over Valverde for six point five. Even though Valverde, you're right, has played three games on the right wing. Uh, he's got a goal from there, but he got subbed off in the last game for Rodrigo, who got an assist. Um, that normally Valverde, happens, isn't it? That's kind of like a fixed, like yeah. Leicester City style uh, substitution, which right on the minute. Valverde is coming off for Rodrigo. It's, um, uh, Valverde was rubbish in that game as well. He was uh, <laughs> so bad. Uh, but he was, he's been good previous to that. I think he's a quality midfielder. I think someone put on Twitter, name most underrated midfielders in the world, and I put Valverde on there because I, I think he's massively underrated. Uh, Benzema, all three games through the middle, has one penalty goal, one standard goal and one assist. Vinicius Jr., all three games on the left, two goals and an assist. He did get subbed off in the 4-1 win. Hazard came on and missed a pen. Um, so there you go. Vinicius Jr. at 10 million, Benzema at 11. They are both currently in my first draft. Um, and I just like them both for all the fixtures. Even if you were thinking mm, Celtic away is a tough game, which I agree, I think it is a tough game. I think a lot of people are going to be limit, either limitless wildcarding in two and then wildcarding in three. This is what I've heard a lot of people say. Once we've done all of our previews, I make the decision on whether I go for that or whether I stick to my initial plan of wildcarding two and then limitless in six. Um, but I, I think you could even give Vinicius Jr. a miss for the Celtic game if you wanted to. Just Celtic away is a dodgy ground. People need to be aware that that crowd's nuts. And I've seen Barcelona go there and get beat. I've also seen Barcelona go there and absolutely hammer them. Uh, but Celtic went through a phase, I remember, when they were just unbelievable. And Joe Hart's one of those keepers where he's been through the mud a bit. He's been through the ring, I bless him. And I do feel for him because there was a time where he was one of the best keepers in the world. And I think he won. I think he's got the most ever golden gloves in the Premier League. And I, I remember specifically this one game, the year Bayern beat Dortmund in the final, and there was the group of death. And it was all the um, all the champions played each other. So it was Dortmund, Real Madrid, Ajax, and Man City. And I remember that Dortmund v Man City game where Roman Weidenfeller and Joe Hart just put in two of the most unbelievable goalkeeping performances I've ever seen just on that stage I wouldn't put it past Joe Hart to just pull an absolute world out of his arse for this game so I'm still going with Benzema there is just no way on this earth I'm going a single game week without Benzema unless he starts having an absolute shocker Vinny at 10 I feel like I could put my money elsewhere maybe like a Raheem Sterling who's got a Zagreb at home or his first game I think I'd, I'd do something like that and then Vinny's going in on my wild card for Leipzig at home and then a double against Shakhtar. 100%. That's a transfer I'm making match day two if I don't have him already in match day one. Uh, just to clear up, I think the last player that you've already mentioned, Rudiger, 5.5. If you don't have enough money to go to Alaba, maybe you don't want to many. That's fair. But honestly, Benzema, Vinny, Modric, you get them three, I think you're well covered for 
for the attacking returns. I think a lot of people are um, obviously they've targeted this team, the the champions, defending champions, um, and just having a look at the selected by percentages of the team so far. Obviously, these will change. Not everyone's created their team yet. Benzema fifty one percent, Courtois forty four percent, Modric twenty six percent, Vinicius Junior twenty three percent. Then Alaba, Rudiger, and Militao all fourteen percent each. Um, so that's going to be huge, I think. Um, it's worth worth pointing out to people: Real Madrid played three games this season, won all three, so the first in La Liga. Two, one, four, one, three, one. They've not kept a clean sheet yet, and they've not played anyone like half decent. I mean, Yosselu scored against the <laughs> like they're a t- like they're a team that fall asleep at the wheel and. Courtois is he's such a good keeper, but the reason why he, him, Militao, etc., I got so many points is they're the, the only one of two teams that played all 13 games. If you play more games, you're going to get more points. Um, so yeah, I, I also need to have a quick look, maybe if I get another notification, because Leipzig are in this group, Leipzig are up next, and as we're recording this, they just went 4 0 up. And I've got absolutely no idea <laughs> who's done anything. So, Aaron, are you able to check that out while I talk through Leipzig? I will. So, Leipzig. Uh, just need to clear something up from one of our uh, previous previews. Talking about Sesco at Salzburg. Totally forgot he signed for Leipzig anyway. Uh, so, that's one of the transfers in, along with Werner. Top work from me and Aaron there. It's all really Red Bull teams. So annoying. Uh, and they've also signed a new left back slash wing back slash midfielder. Is uh, is Raum, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Transfers out. Angelino's gone on loan. Mukiele is off to PSG, and Leeds have bought Tyler Adams. So a few ins, few out, few outs. Uh, they're in mixed form. Two draws to start the season. One one two two. Uh, they then got beat two one. And they won the previous game 2-0. However, they are winning 4-0 currently. Aaron, can you just quickly throw two score in this? Yes. So this, just to bear in mind that this is in the cup. Uh, okay. Uh, the team that they are against is a... Um, uh, Google's not oh, even like telling me what league they're in. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's um, but it's a Werner hat-trick and he's got an assist for Andrea Silver as well. Terrific. Um, neither. I wouldn't read. Yeah, I wouldn't read. I wouldn't read into this result. Um, Glaskis, interestingly enough, their starting keeper, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got a muscle injury at the minute. So in the previous game, Glaswich uh, has came in or Glaswich, however I pronounce that. So in that's the game they kept a clean sheet in. No idea whether I read too much into that or not. But either way, I wouldn't be getting any any Leipzig defender in when they're conceding that many goals as it is. So looking at their defence, and they play three at the back. They mix between having one holding midfielder and then two attacking midfielders or two central midfielders and one attacking midfielder. So it just... It's a bit all over the place, but the three centre-backs, Klosterman, Orban and Holstenberg, uh, Klosterman's ruptured a ligament, so he's, you don't want any of that. Uh, Simakans came in for him, 
Gvardiol has also came in for Halstenberg for one of the fixtures. So Halstenberg's played three to four. Orban's played all four. Simakan is in for Kostman playing the remaining three. So if you were looking at any one of them, which I don't know why you would, it's Orban. Uh, Novoa has played right mid a couple of times. Henrik's played right mid a couple of times. But Henrik's has also played centre, uh, central midfield twice. Henrik's has one assist, so nothing looking great here. Honestly, I kind of just want to skip everything and go into Dominic Sobosly. He is not the player that we used to know and love. He's uh, played once, got a red card after like 25 minutes. He's playing through the middle. He, he suits being out on the left. He needs a bit of time and space, the ability to to cut in. And he's just being misused at the minute at Leipzig. Almo, Danny Almo. Four starts in central midfield and he's got three assists. Can't argue with that for six and a half million. So for those games, if we look, the Chapter game week one, if you are going down any kind of wild card route in two or three, then I'd I think Daniel Moore six and a half million is a massively good pick. And then also we've got one of the legends of this game in Kunku. He's got three goals and a penalty goal. Uh, so four goals overall, nine million midfielder. He is so good. He's worth the nine million. Uh, Werner and Silva rotated up front. Only Werner scored and he scored once. Before today. <laughs> yeah, before his hat-trick today against the uh, Farmers. <laughs> Yeah, so, it yeah, doesn't. Google doesn't even tell me what league they're in. Um, I think with Leipzig, obviously that first match is probably the one to target. Um, obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about Shakhtar in a moment. Um, but just in terms of kind of player percentages and stuff like that, I think they're quite actually a, a low-owned team. But that's probably because of the group that they're in. Everyone's targeting Barcelona. I am not possible. Real Madrid. How dare I even confuse the few? The two, <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's a death wish. Um, um, but just in terms of like the selected by percentage, Unkunku is fourteen percent, uh, and he's the most highly owned. Werner's second with six percent. So, to be honest, any person from this team is a punt. But to for me personally, unless you're bringing them in for this first game week. Uh, match day, whatever you want to call it, prob- I wouldn't keep them around for very long. Um, I don't think they're See, a punt I... to use for the first for the full group stage. Maybe except Unkunku. Yeah, I think um, the only two that I'd remotely consider would be Unkunku and Almo, mm-hmm. and I'd happily have Unkunku for all the games. Almo one percent owned currently. Almost one percent. I'd have all more for that first game. Unkunku, I think, just keep him, just keep him and have him because he can score against anyone. It's not like Madrid. I keep him clean sheets. Very true. Very true. Um, moving on to obviously Shakhtar, their opponents. So they've played. Uh, they played quite a lot of friendlies because there was a obviously with the stuff going on in Ukraine. I'm not sure if people have heard. Um, but the. Obviously, with their kind of league just now starting, getting the go-ahead, 
and with the circumstances that they have to play in the um a lot i'm sure was it all of the ukrainian teams who had the option of sending out players on loan or free transfers or i'm not sure exactly how that worked um yeah. but a cup like a good few players took that chance to to move to different teams and i'm pretty sure that they can go back after things have, have cleared up if they do and uh so they've played two games so far they've not conceded any which is great but again i think i say this all the time like we need to i think we just need to say it once as a blanket statement probably in the description of every video all of these things are dependent on the leagues that they're playing in like the Champions League is just wholly like just a completely different uh beast. So they play on Friday, uh, which is nice that other leagues let teams play early if they've got a Champions League and not the Premier League, make too much money from TV. Sound like Klopp now. Um but it's at Leipzig for the first game, and it's already according to the win probability calculator on Google. Shakhtar have an 8% chance of getting a result. <laughs> so, um, in, terms of, in terms of players, it's looking pretty rough. Um, and I've not actually seen all their prices. I think, yeah. So, Traore, 8 million forward. No. Everyone else is six million and under, um, with all the defenders being four point five. So maybe the Shakhtar Celtic game, but honestly, I think I said it in the weekly um, episodes. I think Shakhtar, uh, uh, they're just going to take that kind of revenue that comes from the Champions League and use it for their better causes for Ukraine, in my opinion. Yeah, I've pulled out one player that's played both games. Here we go. Mikhailachenko, four million fullback. So one of the a rare one this year. Four million. A rare four million defender. Played both games. So if you want a four million, okay. Depends how many goals get scored against them. I just right. I, I kinda see it. I, I won't be I think there's there are other four million pound defenders in this game that you mm-hmm. go to well ahead of, of this yeah. guy. Because it's uh, the minus the minus was from the goals conceded, which is probably gonna make it worthless. Yeah, just don't bother. Uh we'll move on to Celtic. Who yes, Madrid at home is an interesting fixture. Then Shakhtar away. Again, interesting, but I, I think the um, I think we need to when I go through these scores, remember that it is the Scottish Premier League, and Celtic have won fifty-two of them. Uh, it is so the old firm on Sunday, on Saturday. Sorry, that'd be, that'd be a better idea. Yeah, I think that's the win. that's the result to go off. I think the exact same start on eleven from that game will play, and obviously. Uh, there will be one more kind of weekly update video before this round of fixtures, which will come out on Monday. Um, potentially Sunday, actually, because I don't think there'll be many people playing on, on Sunday if they're playing in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, that'll be obviously one of the first games 
being talked about just because they're both qualified for the Champions League. So I think that's going to be the kind of the game to judge off and see how these teams perform. Yeah, I agree. Um, if we go through, they've won... I just took the last four games. They are top of the SPL. 3-1, 5-0, 2-0, 9-0. Uh, Joe Hart is the goalkeeper. Juranovic is the right-back. Carter Vickers nailed as one of the centre-backs. The other centre-backs rotated between uh, Jens and Starfelt. Taylor is the left-back. Centre-mids, O'Reilly and McGregor played all four of those games. Turnbull's played three of the last four with, uh, I've got no idea how to pronounce this name, Either Hatate or Hatate. Hatate. No idea. Who actually got an assist? I wouldn't be going either way for any Celtic centimetres. Um, Jota has played all four games, three of them being on the right wing, one of them being on the left. Uh, Maida has played three games on the left. Abada has played one of the games on the right that Jota played on the left. And uh, Furuhashi is the striker with a. Uh, Giacomakis coming off the bench a couple of times for him. Now, if we try and work way through the goals, the centre-back Jens has actually scored twice and Starfelt, the person that occasionally comes on for him has replaced him, has also scored twice. They're both four and a half million. I still don't think I'll have them against Real Madrid. Uh, would you have them against Shakhtar away and then Leipzig at home? Maybe. But Jura Norwich is also 4.5. So maybe you'd want to go for him as he's just 100% nailed. I don't think I'd want to risk on a Celtic centre-back, personally. But when we look at, I mean, there's just a couple of standouts here. Uh, it's either Jota or Jota, I don't know his nationality, so I can't say. But um, he has got three assists in that 3-1 win. He then got a goal in the 5-0 win. And he got a goal and assist in the 9-0 win. Furuhashi got a goal in the 3-1 win. He got a goal in the 5-0 win. He got a goal in the 2-0 win. And he got a hat-trick and an assist in the 9-0. Uh, Maida has got three assists in total. And Abada has three goals and one assist. So if we just look at the prices, standouts for me are Jotner at 6.5 million for a midfielder. That's not bad. But Furuhashi, playing as a striker, and he's a 7.5 million midfielder. So, and Shakhtar. if you're going for the limitless wild card in two, Shakhtar away, or if you want a limitless wild card in five, for Shakhtar at home, even better. I think that's, I think that's a solid pick. Even Madrid at home, I think Celtic will score against Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid will win, but I think Celtic will score. And Furuhashi or Jota are probably going to be involved. So for 6.5 or 7.5 million, Furuhashi playing up front. I think that's very tasty. I don't think he's going to, by the looks of it, get massive returns. I don't think he's got a huge ceiling. I appreciate the last game of three goals and assists, but he scored nine so I think if we look at how consistent he's been, he looks like a player that can score in any game, but just a single goal, just fine. I think you're right though, Aaron. We need to wait for the Rangers game, see what the starting lineup is, see how the how they play more than anything else. 
what do you think about Celtic? Um, just whenever I was, because obviously they, um, when I was covering Celtic, obviously them being a team that had already qualified just due to, funnily enough, due to Rangers' performances last year in Europe, Scotland then went up the kind of chart of leagues and kind of stuff there. So Rangers made Celtic qualify, which is just funny. Um, But whenever I was covering them, kind of seeing what their scores were, I was always like, oh, Celtic win again, Celtic win again. Uh, But it was always Furuhashi. I was like, we need to look at how much he is and uh, what price uh, or what group he's drawn in. And he's got two games where you could play him again, like actually use him. So depending on your limitless strategy, Furuhashi could be an option. Because let's face it, like, I think he's the penalty taker as well. So he basically would take up the equivalent of like a 4.5 or a 5 million midfielder spot. And you'd much rather have a starting striker who is on penalties that if Celtic were able to get their fans behind, he could create something. But we'll probably cover that in that match day. What you said, though, against Real Madrid, you see them scoring. Um, I would like to believe that Real Madrid would keep a clean sheet. But with Celtic's atmosphere, um, I mean, it, it's one of the best atmospheres in the world. So I've heard when it's a European night, full stadium against Real Madrid. Welcome back to the Champions League. Uh, what a match to do it. So anything could happen on a night like that when it's... A little bit chilly in Scotland compared to Madrid. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's a fixture that we should underestimate. So, I think that's that for for those teams. It's actually a lot to think about because this is really one of the, the groups that we do need to think about the fixtures and try to manipulate those fixtures. So if you have stuck with us to the end, thank you very much. Do appreciate it. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts with a main event. We are on Twitter at UCL Fantasy Pod. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. And we will see you next time for the next group preview. Bye now.